0: thank you for joining me today you might want to pull up a chair Um, I try to focus on the biggest crimes these people pull okay because to get into the weeds on some of these things would not be how I could use my time the most effectively and naturally I'm trying to disclose the sheer and utter horror of what this robbery is doing to the entire world and one issue we need to address today is what goes on in these tax havens to the working class that lives there? Well, it is a bloody awful, awful thing that's going on. And uh, well, we need to stop averting our eyes. We need to understand all of this. So I found someone who um, Oxfam <clears throat> did a study. <laughs> um, and actually some good data came out of it because you know they focus on the poverty in other countries Oxfam okay and um, yeah um, I find it difficult to explain to you because of the horror so what I'm going to be doing is I found a clip and it's Tom Hartman program and the clip is called how billionaires create poverty to get rich and if you thought wage theft and all that was bad enough well you meet this monster that they have created so and also um, I'll get back later about the leases and stuff because they're doing all these crazy leases where they go to other countries in Europe and stuff the US does and they have some scam going now the latest scam is they will do a lease in Germany for like your sewage system or something crazy like that and Another way, if I don't get back to it, is how they build their wealth is quite simple, okay, because for example, it has to do with a lot of times evaluation, valuation, right? So if they can claim that they have this uh, magnificent Picasso, they put the value on that, right? So it is a scam and so that's how they shuffle their money around between all of them and These people are seriously gambling addicts, okay? They're gambling psychopaths who want to wipe everything off the earth to their benefit. That's the basic bottom line. So let me get to this man's clip and um, hear for yourself the
1: statistics and what goes on. Oxfam just released an amazing study. I was talking about billionaires just a, a few minutes ago and Oxfam International, it's called Profiting from Pain is the title of their study. They, they note that uh, since the pandemic began two and a half years ago, 573 new billionaires have been created. That's a new billionaire about every 30 hours, which is pretty astonishing when you think about it. An estimated 263, meanwhile, an estimated 263 million people are expected to crash into extreme poverty this year. That's a million people falling into extreme poverty every 33 hours. So we're making a billionaire every 30 hours, and we're putting a million people into extreme poverty every 33 hours. Today, 2,668 billionaires own $12.7 trillion dollars, That's an increase over the last two years of 3.78 trillion. The world's 10 richest men own more wealth than the bottom 40% of humanity. 3.1 billion people. The richest 20 billionaires are worth more than the entire GDP of sub-Saharan Africa. A worker in the bottom 50% would have to work for 112 years to earn what a person in the top 1% makes in just one year. According to this report, uh, the fortunes of the world's billionaires, quote, have not increased because they are now smarter or working harder than the average worker, which is my point, my rant a little earlier. Instead, quote, the super-rich have rigged the system with impunity for decades, and now they are reaping the benefits. This is from uh, one of the authors of the report. Uh, she, uh, She writes, they have seized a shocking amount of the world's wealth as a result of privatization of monopolies, gutting regulation of workers' rights, while stashing their cash in tax havens, all with the complicity of government. At the same time, hundreds of millions of regular workers and their families, quote, are skipping meals, turning off the heating, falling behind on bills, and wondering what they can possibly do next to survive. Across East Africa, one person is dying every minute from hunger. This grotesque inequality is breaking the bonds that hold us together as humanity. It is divisive, corrosive, and dangerous. This is inequality that literally Kills. Meanwhile, the profit margins of the world's biggest oil companies doubled during the pandemic, while the cost of energy went up by 50%. Citing the nearly $8 trillion in tax havens that the global elite is believed to have stashed around the world, Oxfam says, enough. I'm with them. Enough. It is time for us to realize that this is not a social good unlimited accumulation of massive wealth by uh, literally a few thousand people is expanding poverty across the world see that's the part that
0: we need to let sink in right there are not that many of them we let a few people drag a few of other people like people who became greedy over money into their web And then they created other people. So we are, in fact, the majority. And that is the part that I have a great deal of difficulty with. And I find the most disappointing part that as a majority, we let this all happen, not only to ourselves, but the most vulnerable. That is my big disappointment. Where are the fucking pitchforks? Where are those pitchforks?
1: And is, uh, particularly when they're using monopolistic business practices to do this, destroying the ability of people to start small businesses, destroying the ability of local economies to operate. You know, before Reagan stopped enforcing the Sherman Antitrust Act back in 1983, every city in America was different. Every town, you walk into downtown, all all the stores would be locally owned, they'd have names of local families who ran the, you know, the the Five and Dime, or the, the hotel, or the restaurant, or the bank. Now it's all the same thing. It's all Wells Fargo, and Olive Garden, and Marriott's, and, and, and you know, it's just... It is monopoly now. And who's benefiting from that? A very, very small class of stockholders, owners, executives, and who's, and who's hurt? All those small business people who wanted to be able to start a business. And now you've got student debt preventing people from starting businesses. You've got you know the, the average of thirteen thousand dollars a year just for health insurance, preventing people from starting businesses. America, um, the American middle class, the American working class has been crushed by this. While we're making a new billionaire every thirty hours, what is wrong with this picture? Any suggestions on how we could
0: Yeah, and they got all that money to cheat us out of by our labor, right? That's the disgusting part. So let me read what I have for today and so I can keep moving along here. Um, Okay, I'm just going to give you a brief overview, and I would certainly hope in solidarity you would go and look very closely. And let me me share with you a quote from my book. You know, my book was actually what tossed me out of the um, tribe of my own tribe and created a more like sheep, black sheep-like involvement for me because no one could understand why after I would go to all that effort to write my book that I wouldn't cash out and sell it. And wasn't really understood, but I stand by what I did because, well, they would have controlled me. They would have owned my name. They would have owned my work. They would have owned it all. And how would I have ever rankled that back? I spent five years fighting with intel. So anyway, so it's a shame people haven't taken the time to read it. And I've offered it for free over my website, psychopathinyourlife.com. Just click on download the book for free. And I want to share with you a quote from one of the people from my book that I interviewed, one of the psychopaths. And... Um, I wrote my book in an effort to understand their thinking, and I think that anyone would benefit by reading it, and I don't mean that in a bragocious way, because I'm certainly not asking you for any money. I've offered it for free. Um, I offered it for free because a few years ago, I got so concerned over people going into lockdown and then discovering they were in close proximity to a psychopath, but not many people took me up on it. What I basically got was a bunch of BS back, like, well, you know. So here's the thing: um, you need to understand who you're surrounded by, and these issues with whether they're a psychopath or not will come to a head, a big head, when this thing blows. Okay. So just, I'm going to say one last time: protect your inner sanctuary. Okay. So here's a quote from Steve. Steve was by far um, the most challenging because. He had actually, um, the con- I'm not going to go over the whole book, but anyway, so here's his quote, and this will give you an insight into how these people think, and it is 100% about control, and what are we going through now? They're, they're, they're exhibiting their control on the rest of us, right? Here's a quote. I was 11 when I knew I was not like other people because I saw someone die in front of me. And then everyone was so upset about it, and I didn't see why. They don't see what they're doing to us the same that we see it, okay? So let me get back here, okay? The secret industry of tax havens. um, uh, The mass amounts of wealth to Flow untaxed and in secret out of reach from tax authorities and regulators the big winners big corporations and super rich people okay um, those who should be paying the most tax instead of maximizing their profits in part by paying as little tax as possible they do this by using tax havens or making countries compete to provide tax breaks. What they do, this is really just a pitting war, okay? They go and get countries to fight to get their business right, and what they do once they get their business, well of course they're psychopaths, of course they get screwed in the end, right? So they they like to set up these challenges and these battles. Because I remember when I was doing business with Intel that. They created this really bizarre thing around the '90s, and what they did was on their organizational chart, they put two people in the same box, and that really kind of got me into an issue because that person who entered the box <laughs> didn't happen to like me. And so, anyway, a lot of things happened out of that. But anyway, so what happened was was that if you were the marketing manager, okay, of your division, they would then very slyly. And this was a really weird deal. They would put somebody else in your box, in your organizational chart. So you and those other people are now heading up this marketing thing, right? Well, what that created was you bring in somebody who's pretty evil, and what they do is, first thing they do is they bump out the good person of the box, right? And during the whole thing that I was going through with Intel, that was also another dynamic that played part into me having to sue them. because. The person that was a good person in the box was somebody I'd known for many, many, many years. Okay, The other person entered the box out of a promotion out of Europe. Okay, That person took a strong dislike for me. And that person decided that it would be a swell idea to just fire me and steal my work. And that created the lawsuit. So yeah, they always want to put us into these jungle-like competitions, right? Um, so. Um, So they go around, like Amazon did that as an example. They went around and got all those cities and stuff to submit bids to get the next Amazon warehouse. Well, submitting those bids costs those cities a tremendous amount of money, okay, and resources. We're talking also about resources. How much can those people (laughs) actually get done, right? So, um, So what they do is this. 9 out of 10 of the world's top 200 companies, and this becomes easier and easier to identify specifically who are the Saturnists, right? So 9 out of 10 of the world's top 200 companies have a presence in tax havens, while corporate investment in tax havens has quadrupled between 2001 and 2014. Okay. um, the 50 biggest U.S. companies stashed 1.6 trillion offshore in 2015, while Europe's 20 biggest banks are registering over a quarter of their profits in tax havens—an estimated 25 billion in 2015. So, what's going on is this: is um, I also well, I really hadn't really thought it through, okay? And so um, I thought that. Um, I thought, well, I didn't think about it okay, but if I were to think about it, I may have assumed that people living in tax country, tax countries like Bermuda and all that, I would have assumed that not a huge issue for the local community, right? Because all those really rich countries, all those really rich people putting their companies within their country, right? So if if a whole bunch of countries put their business in Bermuda, let's stick with Bermuda, well, those companies also come to Bermuda to visit and hang around. They also have luxury buildings and luxury property and stuff for themselves. But what happens to the people, okay? What happens to those people? Well, um, While rich individuals or multinational corporations stash their wealth in tax havens, they can dodge paying their taxes in the country where they do business and where they make their money. But by doing so, they deprive governments of the resources they need to provide vital public services and infrastructure, like schools, hospitals, and roads, and to tackle poverty and inequality. Governments either have to cut back on these services or make up the shortfall by collecting higher taxes from everyone else. Both options see the poorest people lose out and the inequity gap grows. This global system of tax avoidance is sucking the life out of welfare states in the rich world, but the impact is even more devastating on poorer countries. Corporate Tax dodging costs poor countries at least $100 billion per year. This is enough money to provide an education for 124 million children and prevent the deaths of almost 8 million mothers, babies and children a year. Africa alone loses $14 billion in tax re- revenues due to the super rich using tax havens. This is enough money for Africa, from that $14 billion they lost, to pay for health care, to save the lives of 4 million children, and to employ enough teachers to get every African child into school. So I would have to argue that tax havens um, have a very ugly side to them that we all need to pay attention to and stand in solidarity with because these countries are getting the daylights robbed out of them. And I hope that you will explore more. Go over to Yandex, Y-A-N-D-E-X dot com. Do a search for harm of tax, tax havens in developing countries. There is data out there, but you have to dig around a little bit. And while I'm speaking of that, um, I've always wondered about Antarctica. What's going on up there? Anyways, the young man that I've mentioned before, Whisper Jack, W-H-I-S-P-E-R Jack, he just did a show questioning what's going on up in Antarctica. So I'm going to go watch that now because (laughs) what is going on up there? But in the meantime, please go and try to um, learn more. I've only given you just the very basics, okay? And we're we're not talking about that large of a group of people here, okay? But they have gotten a lot of people to cooperate with them. Now have not they a lot a lot a lot of people are on their side <laughs> against the rest of us. So be safe out there and goodbye for now. Are on my head. And just like the guys to
2: you mm-hmm.